Hello, and welcome back to the Decom Boom. It's me, Sarah. And me, Nora. And we're excited to be back again with another episode. It's just me and Nora again this week, and we are doing a much newer film today. Yes, a 2021 film, so super recent. Um, Yeah. Yeah, this is one that we never would have watched if we didn't have this podcast. Nope. Yes, we both have never seen it. Yep, we didn't know really anything about it at all prior to deciding to do it, other than we knew we needed to do another new one. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, this is this is a Gen Z movie. It's called Spin, mm-hmm. and it's about DJing. Yes. Yep. And Nora mentioned 2021, but it premiered on August 13th, 2021. And the Disney Plus description is... Rhea discovers her passion for creating DJ mixes. They kept it really true. brief. That That's true. <laughs> Something that's really funny is that this movie literally didn't have enough reviews to have a Rotten Tomato score. Oh, interesting. Like, on the site where there would normally be the reviews, it was just like, gray and it was just like Uh, empty (laughs) so I guess no guessing this episode no but no I mean I I really don't have that much to say at the top of the episode do you want to just get into the recap yep of spin spin okay let's do it so we begin we see a sign that says spirit of India we are outside of an Indian restaurant and we meet our protagonist Rhea who is so cute so cute. I love this actress. I do too. She's like, she's just really likable and really totally adorable. Adorable. Um, so we see that she is working at this restaurant. It's her dad's restaurant. And she plays a song on her phone and then it starts playing like throughout the restaurant. And she works here as a server, as I mentioned. This is her dad, Arvin's place. Mm-hmm. And in this first scene, we're kind of just like getting a sense of the restaurant. We're going between the kitchen and the dining area where the customers are. We're seeing shots of food. It's just like a very fun, fast-paced scene. Yep. And we, <laughs> there's this part that I found really weird. The pen? Yeah. Yeah. What's up with this? I don't understand what this was. I guess it's to show, so... I don't even know if I'm going to explain it right, so correct me if I don't. Mm -hmm. So there's this little boy, and she, like, has, yeah, a pen, and she basically spins it, I guess, to foreshadow that she would be good at DJing. I guess it's supposed to show that she'd be good at DJing, but I feel like later when we see her DJ skills... Her talent is really so much more about like her ear and her creativity than like her yeah. like tricks with DJing. So yeah, what? And it it's kinda... like she's throwing drumsticks in the air. Like I feel like that's like a drum thing when she does with a pen. I know. Basically I, yeah. what happens is there's yeah, a little boy that's a customer who's like, I don't want to eat my food. And then her way of like encouraging him to eat his food is just spinning a pen in the air and then on a table. And then he's like, yeah, I want to eat now. It's like, what does this have anything to do with you eating? It's not like she like told you something about why your food is amazing like she just showed you a cool trick that has nothing to do with eating your food yeah and if i'm remembering correctly maybe this was in my head but isn't there like a whoosh whoosh sound? oh yeah the sound is crazy <laughs> i was like who is doing the sound design oh for this film oh my god oh no yeah that was it wasn't great yeah the pen literally makes it sound like <laughs> it's like not what pens sound like not what pens sound like no yeah but we're we're kind of just like meeting Rhea and I guess we're supposed to be getting a sense of the fact that she's like she's just very you know 
she's just a really sweet person. Like she's really nice to everyone. She's really fun. She's really high energy and she's, she's really good at her job. Clearly. Like she's kind of nailing it as a server. Yes. And we do meet her little brother, Rohan, who is dressed in a vest and a bow tie. And (laughs) yep. He's really cute. Rhea's like, hey, go do the dishes. And he's like, um, maitre d's don't do dishes. And she's like, yeah, well, you're not a maitre d', so go do the dishes. Yeah. And now we meet Rhea's dad, Arvind. And I love Arvind. I know. He's really handsome. He's very handsome. And I thought the actor, I thought he was a good actor. Yeah, his performance was very, like, grounded in something real, which kind of was not the norm in this film. And what (laughs) is really missing from Nouveau Disney Channel is just, like, real, authentic performances. Yeah, he definitely was a standout for me. for me too. Um, and he, he has this little thing with his son because Rohan really wants there to be what are called TikToks on the menu. He wants tikka masala tacos on the Uh menu. And I'm like, wow, this is really innovative. But the dad is like, no, we're not doing that. (laughs) But that'll come back throughout the film. So, um, so we're meeting the whole family and now Arvin tells Rhea, he's like, your nanny wants you in the kitchen. And she's like, oh, is she just going to, like, fuss over my hair again? And he's like, I don't know. You better go see what's up. So Rhea goes into the kitchen, and we meet her grandmother, who is, like, very fabulous. Yes, yes. She's drama, drama, drama. And she does, in fact, say to Rhea, she's like, your hair, like, it's a Sunday night. You couldn't have put in more effort. And, like, it is ultimately rude. But she looks like really cute. She looks really cute. But basically her nanny's whole thing is like, you're a young girl. Like you should be having fun. You're so serious. You spend all your time working at this restaurant. And so we'll see that throughout the film. Her nanny is always trying to be like, be a kid. Like you're so serious, just like your dad. I know this first scene like didn't give me a good understanding of like what the character of Nani who whose real name is Asha but we like really never hear that throughout the film so yeah. we'll call her Nani because that's what they refer to her as. Yeah. Um she like in this first scene I was like oh is she going to be kind of like always fussing over her looks like is it going to be that kind of vibe but after this scene you see that really no it's like Nora saying she just really wants her to like live a more full life and be happy. Yeah, I and- guess what it's trying to show is that she's queen of overstepping. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're trying to introduce but yeah, no cuz I feel like when that first happens you're kind of like, oh, like she sucks and then like yeah. she ends up being so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I thought she was going to be like kind of mean to be honest and then she's very much not. Yeah, she's awesome. She's like really wise. Um But yeah, we are just really right away seeing this very familiar Disney Channel concept, which is Rhea takes on way too much responsibility in her life. Yes. She's joining the DCOM protagonist that came before her in this category of girl, relax. Like they're doing so much. Yeah. And like worrying too much about her parents you know, happiness because yeah, she's just all about keeping this restaurant functioning smoothly, which is like, you know, she's doing that kind of for her dad. We'll later see. Yep. Um, so now we're going to see that Nani is encouraging Arvind who will later learn as her son-in-law and we'll learn that the, her daughter is no longer alive. Yes. So, Nani is encouraging Arvin to talk to a family that's eating at the restaurant and and Rhea's kind of over there talking to them too. And basically this customer's younger sister is flying in from Mumbai soon. And so this woman and Nani are like conspiring to set Arvin up with this woman. Mm -hmm. So she wants Arvin to find love. That's definitely part of her mission in life right now. 
And Rhea can see that this is going on and she sort of makes an excuse to get her dad out of this situation. She's like, dad, I think we need to go get some mango lassies on the house for these people. So like, we got to go. And she brings him out of the situation. And then we see this boy enter named Max and he's British and he's with his mom. And we learn that this is Rhea's crush from school. He's a recent transfer student and Rhea is, some may say, down bad for him. And so they're kind of chatting at this restaurant and Max doesn't really know what he remembers her from. He's like, uh, biology? And she's like, calculus. So close. <laughs> yeah, so close. And so she like guides him to their table. So Max hears the song Rhea's playing and he pulls out his phone to basically, yeah, like do like Shazam it, see what song is playing. So it's this song by this really popular DJ, Lucas Scent. And he's like, oh my God, like, you know this DJ and then they're like bonding over music. We learn that Max is really into DJing and spinning and Rhea makes these really cool mixes for her family's restaurant. So they're vibing. They're vibing so hard and they realize that like there was this DJ Luca Scent concert that happened right next door to the restaurant and Max is like, yeah, I was at that show and Rhea's like, damn, I was here serving food and then Max's mom is like, yeah, speaking of food, like can you get us some chutneys to start? Like she's Ugh. super rudely like a chit chat get me my menu and it's like I mean, okay rude your well, son doesn't have any friends <laughs> here yet and you're already like shutting down his one connection and max is like very boldly flirting with this girl in front of his mom in a way that's like <laughs> i would feel so weird doing that when i was 15 yeah just like wow you have really good taste like in front of his mom but i feel like if that was my son i mean i guess some people don't want their no, kids if I, to yeah i would be fine with it but as a kid i would never do that but no, we right away are like, okay, so Max's mom is a little rude. Yeah. But no, they're totally vibing. And they honestly like don't even pay her that much mind. Like Rhea is like, oh my God, of course, I'm so sorry right away. But then Max is kind of just like, wait, we need to go record shopping together sometime. And she's like, <laughs> oh, I don't have a record player. And he's like, well, I have two because I'm a DJ. <gasps> Hot. Yeah. So they're off to a great start. And then Nani comes out from like the kitchen and she's like, Rhea, you know how I feel about this music. So yet again, we're like, oh, is Nani mean? Yeah. But then. But then Rhea is like three, <laughs> two, one. And then Nani busts out into this full musical number. Yeah. And like we come to find out that she does this every Sunday night. And like yeah. Rohan like puts on mood lighting and like the whole restaurant is dancing and like loving it love and i do have to say about max that i'm once again going to reiterate my opinion of british people which is that i think they're corny as all hell i hate to see them in media i hate like <laughs> i just can't like i really can't with this accent with with his character max like i just found him such a flop i'm sorry i feel bad because he's probably a literal teen yeah but uh, he definitely doesn't have a lot of acting experience. I will say it shows. I just like hated that he was British. I know that's so messed up to say. I, I will say this about him being British. I I thought his accent was at least like a subtle accent. Like it wasn't like he was you like. You thought it was subtle? Yeah. Like he didn't, he didn't have like a super thick accent. Not that like. Really? It'd be, wor it'd be worse if he did, but. I yeah. thought he did have a very thick accent. Yeah. I feel like I was watching James Kennedy on Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> no, he really, no, it wasn't like that. It I wasn't like that. I didn't like it. I don't know. Maybe I was just like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't find it like that. He didn't, he Abhorrent. didn't come across like aggressively British to me. Oh. But to you, he did. To me, he did. I want to ask you this, Nora. Did you get a bad vibe from him right away? I 
thought that this storyline of like his storyline was so interesting and I thought it was completely thrown away because this actor yeah. couldn't fulfill the role. I'm sorry, mm. but I just like actually have a lot to say. <laughs> no, no, no. When I, we get to that part. I do think that the unfortunately the kids in this movie, with the exception of like Rhea mostly because she's just so I love Rhea, yeah. and like she definitely does have star power. But like yeah, none of the kids in this movie like they're none of their acting like they didn't they didn't quite pull it off. Right. And with Rhea cuz I feel like with all the other kids I had qualms. And then with Rhea, I felt like it wasn't her fault this actress. I thought that they made her character too perfect. They made her so perfect. I, I was like give her some edge. Like I understand that like I think it's totally uh, possible that she's, like, this really good yeah. kid who really cares about her responsibilities. But give her, like, a lane from Gilmore Girls arc of, like, she really wants to impress her parents, but she's going to hide, like, a Nirvana record in her floorboard. <laughs> yeah. Like, give her, like, some of that. Because to me, it's, like, the fact that she's, like, wanting to be a DJ, but she's so straight-laced. I'm, yeah. like, give her, like, some edge or, like, have her dad walk in and be, like, oh, you're still watching those YouTube videos. Yeah. Like, like just give like it, her something. So I felt like it was the writing's fault for her, but for the other kids, uh... No, I agree with that, Nora. And I also think that for her, like such a big part of her, such a big part of her role is her interactions with this Max kid. And like yeah. he, him being kind of corny, like made her more corny in those scenes. So like, yeah, I agree that like, I do think she is talented yeah me too. Um, it just didn't quite like all all come together in this film. i don't know why disney channel they used to make such good complicated characters like yeah they could be a little bit unlikable and we would still like them like yeah. ben from smart house is a little bit unlikable so it was like ali from the ultimate christmas present but like you still ultimately root for them you see that they're good at the core and now like they're all so perfect and it's it makes them so much less relatable so much it makes them less likable because no one is like them so yeah. it's just like you feel distant from them yeah this child had no flaws not a single like, flaw her only flaw was like i'm doing too much amazingly yeah no 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 give like, her a oh. flaw give her a core issue yeah i agree i totally agree nora but yeah when her nani is dancing like max is super supportive of this like he's like this is a mate like she's kind of like i know this is weird and he's like no this is awesome so like they're just really getting off on the right foot yep and now we go back to ria's house and she hears her nani and her dad chatting downstairs and i love this part because the grandmother's like you don't like my dancing and arvin's like it's just a little corny i know harsh <laughs> damn <laughs> really bro. harsh but then Nani is saying, like, how can I help but dance when your daughter always picks such beautiful music? She has such a good ear. Mm -hmm. She has her mother's ear. Mm -hmm. And she's like, music just, like, flowed through my daughter's veins. She knew the song for every occasion. And we can tell that Arvind is, like, a little uncomfortable with the way this conversation's going. Yes. And Nani is like, I'm sorry if I offended you, but, like, I can't even, like, talk about my daughter around you. And she says to Arvind, she says, the last thing Mira, his wife, would want is for you to hide from the world behind work and your children. Which I thought Oof. was a beautiful line and so true for Arvind because he is doing that. I know. He's just trying to keep it all together and he's never letting himself feel. I know. And it really is hard on people when you're a parent that processes the grief of your spouse in that way and when you have kids because it's just like ultimately your kid ends up never talking about their deceased parent, which I is know. not a good way to grieve. It's really the opposite way to grieve. It makes so much sense why people do that, but I really like think the move is to like talk about the person like low-key as much as possible yeah absolutely 
So yeah, this is a bit sad. And now we see because Rhea is listening to this. So it kind of prompts a flashback to when she was little, a memory with her mom. And we see that little baby Rhea can't sleep because it's really loud outside her bedroom window. And she's like, mom, it's so loud outside. I can't sleep. And her mom is like, well, just listen. And she's like, to what? And she's like, everything. Mm -hmm. And she's trying to teach her that there's music in absolutely everything. And she tells her the men outside laughing, their sharp voices are like trumpets You know, cars going over the wobbly grates are like a drum going boom, kaboom. And she's just kind of really painting this picture of you can make a symphony out of everyday sounds. And then her mom descends into the light of like, I guess, the afterworld. And it's kind of insane. Yeah, she like goes away into a bright light. Yeah, (laughs) it was kind of insane. But no, it was a beautiful message to see the flashback with her mom. And we see where she gets her musical talent from. It was cute. I also love how like Rhea is like so energized by this conversation. And then all of a sudden she just falls asleep mid convo. Like (laughs) she's like, yeah, mom. And then, and then all of a sudden she's just like, good night. I know. It's kind of like, whoa, narcoleptic queen. Yeah. (laughs) But now back in present day, Rhea says good night to a picture of her mom on the wall. And it's like, oh, so heartbreaking. And then we are at school and we see Rhea walk by Max and they smile at each other. And then her two friends clock that and they're like, who's that boy you smiled at? And she was like, oh, like Max, he's the transfer student. He came into the restaurant. We're just like becoming friends. Um, And uh, her friends are kind of one of the girls is the little sister from To All the Boys I Have Loved Before. Yeah. Um, And then it's another guy. His name is Watson. And they're just kind of like classic nouveau Disney of like, children do not speak to each other this way they're doing too much they're doing too much and yeah their names are molly and watson and and they're also like too perfect like they're just like yeah nerds that are also cool i don't know i know no there's just i mean it's so hard when we watch these new ones because it's it's almost intangible it really is what's worse about them but it's just like it's uh, so like soulless it's too polished it's too way exactly it's way too polished and i feel like it, when we watch these movies from when we were younger i'm like it feels like the writers had a real sense of how kids talk to each other or how kids talk in general and how kids are like pretty normal and i don't know why like maybe it's the internet of adults seem to really like not understand that kids don't behave maybe like Maybe they're watching a TikTok when a kid is like at their most performative self and they're thinking like, that's how they talk to their friends. I yeah. don't know. Because it's just something about these decoms that come out post like 2011. They're just like worse. Like, well, you know what's weird though? Uh, to make it not like only like that it's gone downhill since we were kids. Like I feel like the shows when we were kids like were kind of like this. Like not Liz McGuire. Liz McGuire was perfect. But like. But I feel like Zach and Cody was like No, that? but like Hannah Montana. They they were. And, yeah. like, and even Wizards of Waverly Place. Like, well, yeah. I consider that kind of nouveau. Yeah. Like yeah. like those shows were, were already doing this kind of thing where it's yeah. like. It got so sitcom-y, which like, yes, but like kids sitcom-y. And also like the Nickelodeon shows from like around that time too, like, you know, Victorious or iCarly. Like, I mean, iCarly was actually, like, could be good. funny and edgy sometimes. But Victorious was kind of good too, in a way. I mean, sometimes it could be real, but a lot of times it was just like so Yeah, there's polished. just like, you know, this is such a better plot than like some of the other DCOMs we've covered. Like, this is a better plot than Brink. 
But like, there's just something about these new movies that just lack like heart or even with like luck of the Irish. It's like, (laughs) obviously that's a way more stupid movie than this one. But like the grandpa saying like, no one is nothing. There's nothing that good in this movie, even though like aspects of it are better. Well, there's nothing weird about this movie. Like there's truly nothing like weird or like, yeah. Or like that original, to be it honest. It has like that Radio Rebel thing of like, it's a little bit feels like it was written by AI. It just I feel don't, like it has like soul. I don't think this movie is as, as like it's not a, that oh, bad. It's not as bad as Radio Rebel. But it has that element to me of just like, there's something missing. For me, there are scenes with the family that transcend that. But it's, it's the stuff with the friends that is really that. Is really new Disney Channel of like... Yeah. It's all just like trying to be polished, and it's and it's also like the way the kids talk is like they do not pause to listen to each other. It's like rapid fire, which is yes. common in a lot of like it's, sitcom type things. Yeah, but I find it not, really unappealing. Yes, and you have no sense of who any of these friend characters are. No, other than like oh, they're all like nerds, but nerds who are like also like kind of cool. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Yeah. No. So I, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of like the scenes with the friends. So, but basically, yeah, we learned that, like, they're all in coding club together and they're besties. And we're about to meet their other friend, Ginger, who they, we, like, see Ginger in the hallway. Like, two girls, like, ask her for a selfie. And she's kind of, like, low-key. She's, like, like an influencer. Yeah. And she's kind of, like, famous at their school. She's uh, she's tough. Uh, yeah. This is one of my least favorite parts of the film. I feel bad because this is so recent that I'm like, these kids are still like 18. I know. But I was really not vibing with Ginger, I gotta say. The one thing I do like about it, though, is that this feels very Gen Z to me, where it's like, you meet Ginger, and like my millennial brain is like, oh, she's gonna be the mean girl. And mm-hmm. then all the kids are like, Ginger, we're all best friends. I'm like, this is just so Gen Z that they're like nerds and influencers becoming best friends. <laughs> I know. I know. And just like Disney Channel Utopia vibes, too. But. Yeah, I hate but basically, yeah, this scene is very exposition-y because we learn that Ginger is, like, working on this event that's going to be called the Festival of Colors, and it's a homecoming fundraiser, and it was Rhea's idea, and it was inspired by the Hindu holiday, Holi, so it's going to be all about celebrating spring and love, and everybody's going to wear white and then pelt each other with color and it's going to be a beautiful explosion of color love 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 but yeah this scene is really bizarre it's like just pure exposition like oh yeah we'll be doing that for the homecoming event festival of colors oh yes Rhea came up with it oh like it's just very like that it's ginger being like we'll talk more at lunch we'll discuss at lunch yeah like kids aren't like this kids are not like this um do you care can i share a little bit about holy just some background okay so this this part is just from Wikipedia, but holy is the festive day to end and rid oneself of past errors, to end conflicts by meeting others, a day to forget and forgive. People pay or forgive debts as well as deal anew with those in their lives. Holy also marks the start of spring, an occasion for people to enjoy the changing seasons and make new friends. Um, and then so it also celebrates the eternal love of the gods Radha and Krishna and also good triumphing over evil. So mm-hmm. sort of just quickly the like the kind of Indian myth behind holy. So the word holy means burning and the there's an Indian myth that tells the story of a demon king. I'm going to do my best to pronounce this correctly. Hiranyakashipu and his sister Holika 
And this demon king wanted to be the only one worshipped by his people. He didn't want them worshipping anyone else. Mm -hmm. But his son, Prahlad, continued to worship Vishnu, which really pissed him off. So he developed this plan with Halika where they decided that she would hold Prahlad on her lap in a fire so he would burn while she was wearing an enchanted shawl that would protect her from the flames. But she didn't know that this protective shawl only worked if she entered the fire alone. And so she died while Vishnu protected Prahlad, rewarding him for his devotion. So, yeah, basically another element of holy is that it celebrates a good triumphing over evil and also devotion. And, yeah, these these color fights are a really popular way to celebrate it. And, yeah, it honestly sounds like so much fun and looks really fun later in the movie. Yeah, for sure. It looks so cool. It really does. It's so pretty. Um, Also, Holy happened recently. It was on March 8th this year, so Mm. happened recently. So, but yeah, now we're back in class, and this class is like showing off like different pro like different inventions that they've made. Yeah, it kind of seems like it's like uh, an AP like tech kind of vibe. Um, And so her two friends, Molly and Watson, are showing the teacher their pizza drone. And they asked their teacher to sign a confidentiality agreement, which, like, it's like we talked about in Adventures and Babysitting of, like, enough with these precocious children. Like, I just, that's so annoying. Like, can you sign a confidentiality agreement because my invention's going to be, like, huge. But, yeah, they do this pizza drone where basically it's just a drone carrying a pizza from one location to another and it doesn't work and the pizza drops on the ground. I know, and I'm like, why would you be signing a confidentiality agreement for something that's already been invented? (gasps) Tea, Sarah, tea. I'm like, this isn't creative at all. Sorry. Yeah, it's kind of not. And now it's time for Rhea to show her project, which is an app that she's developing for her dad's restaurant, and it tracks inventory in real time using point of sale. Now, this is the beginning of Rhea's teacher really overstepping. Yes, Rhea's teacher is very much like, hmm, it seems like you're not having a lot of fun in your life. Like, it seems like you feel like a lot of pressure, like really kind of right away getting in there. Like, are you okay, Rhea? Do you feel a lot of pressure at home? Yeah, and she's like, this project was supposed to be fun. Like, she's basically calling her a loser nerd for picking this for her project. I know, it is overstepping. Yeah, and Rhea's like, oh, like, no, this is fun for me. And the teacher's like, hmm. She's like, hmm. I just, I really don't like this teacher character, to be honest. Wow, that's kind of a hot take. Some mm. people probably, she's, I think she's meant to be very likable. Oh, I'm sure she is. No, yeah, I don't. I mean, I think <laughs> the actress is very beautiful. No, no, no. I have nothing against the actress. I just don't like when no, they do this I know. thing that we're going to see that they do. I know. No, you're so right. So now we're at the lunch table. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Ginger comes in wearing the most horrendous outfit I've ever seen in my life. She's wearing like pink fishnet gloves. Oh, yeah, she is. She, oh my God, she's so Gen Z. Like this poor actress, because you just know it's like a a Gen X adult being like, this is how teens dress. And this actress is probably just like, it's not, but okay. I know. Sometimes Disney Channel fashion can be so insane. Yeah. No, it's bad. She's giving kind of radio rebel realness with this yeah. look. Yeah. But yeah, basically in this lunchroom scene, Ginger is like, oh my God, the DJ that I had for the Festival of Colors like got expelled for cheating on a test. Now I have no one. And Rhea is like, oh, like you should ask Max to do it. Yeah. And they're kind of like, her friends are kind of like, do you even know if he's good or do you just think he's cute? And she's like, okay, I've actually never technically heard him spin, but he Mm -hmm. seems like he knows what's up. 
Yeah. And so Ginger is willing to give him a chance and she's like, okay, I just reached out to him. Ginger hires him without ever seeing him. Yeah. I guess. And then she asked Rhea, like, come with to go watch him DJ this event. Yeah. Well, it's so weird because this isn't the Festival of Colors. This is like a promo for the Festival of Colors. Yeah, which, what kind of funding does this school have? Right. And it's like even the Festival of Colors is ultimately simply a fundraiser for yeah. a school dance. It's yeah, like, why what? so many things? And this little promo event is a rave. A rave at school. That is going on in the middle of the day because kids are like leaving the lunchroom to go to it. And I'm like, how is there a rave during the school day? No, it's insane. And there's not a chaperone in sight. What I is know. this school? I don't know what this school is. Me neither. Do we know where we are in California? Um, they never say where we're supposed to be, but this movie was filmed in Toronto, like so many other decoms mm. before. Some scenes were also filmed in a city called Brampton, which is also in Ontario. And like Something that's where tells me it wasn't meant to take place like in in Canada. Canada. Yeah, they never specify. But yeah, this is weird to me that there are so many different events at the school including this rave in the middle of the day and it like looks lit like there's like black lights all the kids are like wearing neon the dance squad performs and they're like what like it's so insane and uh dj union max get it because he's british like union jacks is his (sighs) dj union max that's his name yeah and he's performing. It goes pretty well to the point where Ginger gets up on the stage and announces to everyone like in real time. Like, and if you like what you heard, you're going to be hearing a lot more of DJ Union Max at the Festival of Colors. And this is literally how he learns he got that gig. He's like, oh, shit. OK, cool. So basically, Rhea comes up to like congratulate Max. And he's like, yeah, I know. Like, I did OK. But I know Ginger is going to be expecting something really great for like the fundraiser. And Rhea kind of takes her opportunity here to be like, well, I know Ginger's taste. So like I could help you if you want to teach me how to spin. So this is basically her way of just being like, teach me to DJ. Yeah. So now she's going to get to learn. And he's like, okay, great. Meet me on Saturday at Victory Vinyl. I do want to say really quick, too, that there's this moment with Molly and Watson, the friends, after this promo event where they're like, it's really impressive that Ginger can just like throw these events like this and they're like it's really good that she's on our side like can you imagine if she used her powers for evil and I feel like this is just a nod to the fact that in other movies like she would have been the mean girl and it's just like wow like that would suck if she was evil a hundred percent a hundred percent I didn't hate that the popular girl was their ally I just wanted it to be a different character yeah, well, she, she was just another character that, like, yeah, di- wasn't a real person. Yeah. So they go on this record date, and they're kind of giving, like, 500 Days of Summer when they go on that record date. And it's, like, to go on a record date when you're in high school with a boy you like, oh, my God, she's absolutely living the dream. I love that you call it a record date. That's <laughs> <laughs> A record shop date. They're going on a record okay. date. Anyone who's anyone knows what that is. True. Um, And... I, I kind of hate to see a boy teaching a girl about music. Um, he's like showing her different albums and stuff and she's really soaking up all his male wisdom. I don't mind it here though, just because DJing is so specific and like, this is why I'm okay with it. DJing is so specific and she, she also did ask. No, I know. I'm, I'm making a small joke. Okay, okay. But I know I, their chemistry, it's giving nothing to me. Yeah. I would have loved like, I know this is toxic because I saw... Some of the reviews I saw were like, we love that it's like 
Rhea doesn't care about this love interest that much. But to me, like, it would be so interesting to see this girl that was so studious and responsible get really caught up in this boy and be like, he's teaching me so much. He's so smart. And, like, really fall for his shit of, like, I know so much about music. Like, I can teach you if you want. And then for her to be, like, better than him. Like, I just think that, like, they could have made this really interesting. Yeah. And Rhea could have gotten really, like, in over her head with this crush in a way that would have been really interesting to watch and they don't fully explore that and that actually really bothers me because I think that would have been really interesting to see yeah and we don't see that I totally agree with that I also think that if this movie had been like had more interesting writers like Max could have been a really good character like yes like toxic I would have loved to see Max be like even more toxic imagine if he was like a Jess from Gilmore Girls vibe like we oh would have been God. like this is so especially because yeah she is kind of giving Rory Gilmore where it's like you're yeah. perfect everybody thinks you're perfect everybody wants you to like be to the me, star of the family you know this movie would have been so elevated if the Max storyline was like a little more interesting like he yeah. was more developed like you thought he was cool he had this like weird power over her and like she really wanted to impress him that because we see a betrayal later on and it doesn't feel that way because they don't set it up well and also the betrayal later doesn't feel like deserved because no it doesn't at all because they kind of made Max also seem perfect like we only ever I saw know. him be like Rhea you're amazing like Rhea I want to get to know you and like it didn't they didn't plant a single seed of like he's shady so when all of a sudden he was shady it was kind of like okay yeah no it was really I that was like my biggest qualm with the movie is yeah. I thought they kind of wasted that interesting storyline that they introduced and yeah in this scene they're like they're at this little there's basically like this whole back room at the record shop with like a really cool DJ setup mm -hmm. And we see that Max is trying to show Rhea how to beat match with like two different records that are different tempos. And we see that he's really good at recognizing BPM in his head. And but then since Rhea is like so smart and good at math, he's like, oh, like, you know, this record's like this BPM and this one is that. And she's like, oh, so it's like a 5.6% increase. And he's mm -hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. But it's cool. Like they're they're really bonding over this and it's a cute moment. And then who should walk into the record store? DJ Lucasen. He's here. He's here. And he like goes up to them. He's like, uh, meet me up front, guys. And they're starstruck, baby. Cause he's their favorite DJ. Yeah. And he's the person they bonded over. I was trying to think of who this actor and like DJ Lucasent, like who he Calvin reminded Harris. me of. I think he reminds me of like one of my professors in oh, music school. Probably. Like just like he just had that look of like music. Douchebag. But he is actually like, quite sweet. He literally hosts every single year a competition for aspiring teen DJs called Battle of the Beatmasters to spotlight young talent. Rhea is like thinking like, oh my gosh, Max should enter this because he is such a talented DJ. Even though she barely knows that yet. She just thinks he's cute um yeah yeah that's real she's real for <laughs> yeah, that yeah she's real for that and now we see that they go grab coffee together so cute I know I love when teens are having coffee I never really had coffee as a teen I didn't either it's too intense for me me too yeah, yeah. I was like I didn't drink it till college yeah and so I loved like those bitches in, in high school that were like they would never have alcohol or smoke weed but like they were bringing a cold brew to like AP U.S. history every day like I loved that vibe for them yeah, that was a flex. Such a flex. And they would have their common app submitted like day one. <laughs> and I love that for them. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that um, 
Chris Fleming video of teens teens who drink coffee. It's <laughs> one of the funniest videos. Oh yeah, that's so, good. so funny. Um, so yeah, they're chatting at this uh outside this coffee shop, and Max is like, okay, but like I want to know about more about you but Rhea kind of redirects the conversation back to him and she's like how did you get into all this DJ stuff and he sort of starts to reveal a little bit more about himself because he's like oh you know my mom we travel a lot for her work and I'm always moving and it's hard to make new friends and like Mm -hmm. DJing helps me with that yeah I just think Max they didn't really know where they were going with it I know and it's just like oh because I feel like my main clue to the fact that he was going to be evil later was just like he can't stay this boringly nice. <laughs> like I know. That was the only clue to the fact that he was going to suck, like nothing else. Yeah. I either wanted us to see that, like us to get the impression that he was faux nice and we could see these this dark current underneath him, mm-hmm. or I wanted us to absolutely fall in love with them as a couple and they had such a chemistry and they were like cracking jokes, which they did not do. No one was funny in this movie. No. Um. And so when he betrayed her, I didn't feel sad because I was like, well, I didn't really buy the chemistry anyway. Yeah. So I just wanted them to pick one of those. I agree, because I think he was, like, close to the phone nice thing, but they didn't go far enough. They didn't go far enough. Yeah. They didn't go far enough. Um, you need to be like Timmy Chalamet and Lady Bird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> they needed to do something different. So now, after their coffee, they're, like, walking together down a street, and Max asks Rhea, like, so what's your thing? Like, are you, like into dancing like your grandmother or like singing and she's like oh no dancing's just my nani's thing and singing was actually my mom's thing but she died when i was eight and she and my my nani actually used to do shows together at the restaurant and then at one point like for no apparent reason max just like kind of stops short and he's like wait do you want to practice at my place tomorrow (gasps) it's just kind of out of nowhere that he just like stops short I know. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's not much to say. <laughs> um, so then we cut to him teaching her how to spin at his place. Max has like a really legit DJ set up in his room and they're vibing. He's teaching her how to scratch records. And then the mom walks in like on the phone and she's like, keep it down until end of business. And it's like, girl, they weren't even being loud. Like, don't you have an office? Why are you taking a call right outside his room? You mean girl boss. Max is a perfect example of like having equipment does not equate talent. Like just your mom's rich doesn't make you a good DJ. That is so true, Nora. And we'll later see that he really does think that that like makes him entitled to something. The fact that he has legit equipment. So then we go into a montage. We love a montage of Rhea exploring things with her crush. At one point, we see them holding hands. At one point, they're spinning together. We also see her working at the restaurant. And while this montage is happening, there's this song playing called Feels Like Summer. Which did you, who's it by? Connor Schoen. It's good. I like it. I thought it was really like fun and good. It kind of like is something that you don't normally hear in decoms. I know. It was kind of giving like if Phoebe Bridgers was a boy and wrote a song at 14. Oh, that's cute. Mixed with like Taylor Swift earnestness. Like 
Because it's like kind of happy, but it's kind of just like chill, easy listening. Like Yeah, it's like slow, but some of the lyrics are pretty. It kind of is like if Phoebe and Taylor had a son together and he wrote a song when he was about 12. Yeah, right. And he was like slightly more like Disney Channel vibes. Yes. I know. I, I liked it. This montage is funny. Also, at one point... <laughs> This is the funniest part of the montage to me. Max just starts dancing with like the dance squad on the street. It's like, why? Why? It's just trying to show that they're having all kinds of fun. I know. All kinds of shenanigans and all kinds of fun. I know. So when the montage ends, they're back in Max's room again. And like something that Rhea does, like a choice she makes, like shocks Max to his core. He's like, literally, how on earth did you know to put that jazzy song with that house tune? Like you're kind of giving me genius vibes is basically what he says to her. Yeah, he's like, you're a visionary. Yeah, and he does say the word artist. He's like, I think you could be a real artist. And at this point, also the mom, who's been mean to this point, pops her head in and is like, "Um, you're slaying, Rhea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she comes in to be like, hi, honey, I'm going to give you a compliment. I've never given my son one and then leaving. Right. <gasps> She's so iconic for that. <laughs> <laughs> I said I only support women yeah um and th this was another opportunity that they missed whereas like show us in this scene that Max is getting intimidated he's like he's so earnest when he's like you're a real artist like I wish that he was just like oh yeah no that's that's cool that you did that yeah um, right like why didn't we use this opportunity to show his insecurity yes it was so missed really missed I also another big qualm I had about this movie was with like Brink or Motocross, I feel that I really understood like a new subculture. Like I thought those movies did a really good job of showing the subcultures of those. I walked away from those movies knowing more about the inline skating community, knowing more about the motocross community. I didn't learn anything new about DJing in this movie. Like I wish that we had like learned some lingo in the DJ world. I felt that it was like poorly researched. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Nora. Like, the closest they get is with the little beat matching scene that we talked about where they're mm -hmm. at the record store. But beyond that, yeah. Yeah, I wish that we had, like, actually understood why you like DJing. Like, how you got into techno. How, like, you combine your styles. Really, she always talks about, like, music is all around. But I'm like, I don't know what her musical tastes are. Like, I just felt that I really, it was flopping in that way to me. Well, also, like, I love in movies about music when, like, they're not afraid to, like, talk about actual musicians. I like, know. Do you think they weren't allowed to because of copyright or something? Like, I don't think so because so many movies talk about musicians. Yeah, right? And, like, yeah, DJ Lucasent, spoiler alert, he's not a real man. Just would have liked to, like, hear about her process more. Yeah, because anytime she describes her process, it's so cheesy. It's like, and, like, what sounds like the love in your life and also so when max tells her like wow you're a real artist she's like oh no 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 like that's my mom and nani and my brother like they got the rc jeans like i'm like my dad i'm a coder like we're bottom line types so we see that she just really has put herself in a box of like this is what i'm good at nothing else and it's like and you oh. know what i'm doing coder techno <laughs> tech coding <laughs> <gasps> these are one in the same yeah yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm saying, yeah, it makes sense that people that are good at like math and coding would be good at DJs. Yeah. And it's I was like, would we call it an art form? No, it is. But it's like very technical. It's not really like writing a song. Like it's just not. Yeah, it is different. And I, yeah, I, I do feel like it is always like, I felt like at my high school, it was totally the nerds that liked house music. It was like the yeah. math and science nerds. It wasn't, it wasn't the humanities kids. I mean, DJs were rocking out to the DJing techno. is really for like, if you're on a reality show, <laughs> 
and then that reality show ends you're like, what do I do with my abs and my million followers <laughs> become a DJ? Wow. I'm sure that there are some Paris really Hilton is quaking. No, I love Paris. This isn't about you, babe. <laughs> um, but I DJing, it's like there and there's some really talented DJs, and I think there's like a million poly D's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no disrespect no. to poly D, but I do you know think, what you're doing, King. I do think sometimes like to me, it is art when people know like yeah. the best oh, sample to use. Like, yes. I think there really is an art to that yeah, type of thing. For sure. But I know what you mean. Like, it makes sense that like she would kind of be drawn to this type of creativity yeah. yes. with her skill set. Basically, this conversation happens, and then she realizes that she's like late to work at the restaurant, so she runs off. Her dad, when she gets there, is like, "Where have you been?" She's like, I'm sorry, I got I lost track of time, but I'm here now. And he's like, okay, like you got to hold on the fort because I have to go to parent-teacher conferences. Nani at this point tries to ask her what's going on with her and Max, and she's like, oh, we're we're just friends, mostly. And he's just you know teaching me how to DJ. And Nani's kind of confused about what a DJ is. She thinks it's like a radio host. Mm -hmm. Rohan kind of throws some shade, kind of like Nora just was. <laughs> Rohan kind of throws some shade. He's like, oh, they just mash other people's songs together. And Rio's like, not exactly. DJs can be musicians. And Nani's like, oh, so you're a musician? And she's like, no, no, no. Again, putting herself in a box. She's like, it's just a hobby. It's not like serious. And I'm like, Rhea, limiting yourself. She's not ready to say it out loud yet. She's not ready to claim the artist identity. Now, I just feel like with DJs, like, okay, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, feel like when I'm at the club, I'm like, why is Panic at the Disco, like, transitioning into a Fall Out Boy song? Like, what is this? Well, that is not art. Yeah. But I do feel like what Rhea does later is art. No, I completely agree okay. with that. Okay. And now, so Arvind is at the parent-teacher conference. And this teacher that I accused of overstepping earlier is back at it again. She is showing Arvind all the different projects that the kids are working on. And she's sort of trying to show, like, look, these are whimsical. And Rhea's is not. And I'm like, they're all nerd shit. Like, Rhea's not that much of a freak compared to these other nerds. I know. I wouldn't say, like, a pizza drone is the height of creativity. Like, if my child was spending all their time on a drone, I might be like, they're working too hard. Like, <laughs> like either way, they're right, nerds. Right, Either way, like, go make a friend instead. Sarah, you make a good point. Yeah. And so, yeah, the teacher is just kind of like, listen, your daughter is very bright. And he's like, okay, it sounds like you're gonna give me a butt statement yeah and she's like yeah but i mean like she's i'm worried that she's holding herself back from trying something different it kind of feels like the restaurant is her whole life it's like is it she her therapist i feel like this is not a teacher's place it's like is she doing well in school is she doing the assignment like unless she's showing signs that she's like depressed i feel that it is not your place it's really not her place because exactly like you said, Rhea's doing really well in school and she's also like, yeah, always high energy. She has friends. I know. I'm like, okay, Rhea literally has a ton of friends, a job. She's a really good student and she has a man in her life. I'm sorry. Oh. And she has great relationships with her family. Do you know how many teenagers try and fail to juggle Couldn't three of me. those five Couldn't things? Couldn't be me. Like I did not, you know, prioritize all five of those things in school. Definitely not. You have to let at least one slip. And she's letting actually none of them slip. I so know. who's really the one flopping? It's not Rhea. To have straight A's and a love interest? Girl, you have everything. Yes, seriously. And so like Arvind pushes back here politely. He's like, Good listen, I know. He's like, Listen, I can tell you really care about Rhea, which is so lovely. Like, that explains why she likes you so much. But 
I'm not the type of father that would force my daughter to do something she didn't want to do. Like, trust mm-hmm. me, if she says she wants to be there, she does. And the thing about Arvind is, like, I really believe this. Like, I think the thing with Arvind is that he just underestimates Rhea's ability to keep it all together and act like everything's okay. Because it is true, like, she really has only shown him, like, I love working here. Like, I'm having a good time. I mean, he's not trying to look for the cracks because that would be inconvenient for him. Yeah. But it, it isn't a thing of, like, he's forcing her. It's more just that she is forcing herself because she's worried about her dad and she wants to make his life easier and he's like not um questioning that at all i thought that this was one of the more interesting parts of the film like yeah. arvin's just missing uh like him constantly being like well she if she wasn't happy she would tell me when it's like teens famously do not tell their parents when they're unhappy yeah i just like kind of like liked how his character I just thought was good. Like, I, I just too. liked him. He was, yeah, just one of the more real parts of the film. And I liked that he might have thought like, yeah, my something might be going on, but also I'm not going to ask. And I thought that was kind of real. I thought it was real too. And I, I loved that they didn't just make him like a dad that actually was just being super hard on her. Like it was a more layered dynamic. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, and he's a good actor like we like we mentioned. He For really sure. is. Um, but also, okay, so in this part, the teacher is literally like, call me Naomi. No, it's sexual. She's hitting on him now. Ugh. She wanted to get him here to hit on him, which, I, girl, I get. Arvin's hot, but I totally is it appropriate? Get. It's not, because, like, this is my thing. <laughs> this is my thing. You can't claim to care about Rhea's mental health and then flirt with her dad. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. No, it, that's, say that, say that. You cannot have it both ways. No, truly. She's like, she's very stressed. I'm going to try and date her daddy to make things more complicated for this young girl. I know, and it's like, if you're overstepping this much as a teacher, imagine as a stepmom. Oh, gosh. Can you even believe? I shudder to think. And so, yeah, basically in this part... She has a box of donuts for the parent-teacher conferences, and she's like, here, take a donut, and he eats one, and she's like, heaven, right? And he's like, pretty good, but heaven is actually the jalebis at my restaurant. And she's like, oh, I'll have to try them myself. And he's like, sure, come by anytime. And she goes, it's a date. Ma'am. He's like, I will be working. Like, I can't sit with you. Yeah, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be around my two children and the mother-in-law yes. that is, because I'm a widower. Like, Yeah, I'll be on the clock. Yeah. I'll be clocked in. Yeah, so it's hardly a a date. So, yeah, I'm not on Naomi's stand because she's a queen of overstepping. She's kind of giving, like, Lorelai and what was his name? Max Medina. Oh, Max Medina. Sorry to be Gilmore Girl referencing, but this movie kind of reminded me of it at times. Kind of forced us to do so. Yeah. So now we're back at the restaurant. Arvind is confessing to Nani. He's like, I think I accidentally asked a teacher out on a date. And then he's like, I think I should cancel because like that'd be weird for Rhea, right? And Nani's like, I don't know. It's good for children to see their fathers happy. Arvind is like... I mean, she kind of asked me, like, she kind of said it was a date. And then (laughs) Nani says, boldness is an underappreciated trait in women. Yeah, she does say that. Such a good line. She's right. Yeah. And Nani just doesn't see the problem with him dating a teacher. She's like, go off. (laughs) And now we go back to school where Rhea is with Ginger, Molly, and Watson. And they're looking at the Festival of Colors website that Molly and Watson designed. And Rhea notices that they didn't list the DJ. And her friends all now throw some shade at her man because they're like, oh, Max sent Ginger a rough mix of what he's planning to, you know, spin at the event. And it was kind of meh, is what they say. 
And so Rio's like, oh my God, are you like firing him? And Ginger says, no, no, no. I'm just not hype about him. And until I am, I'm not going to hype him. Damn, that's pretty cold. Damn, she is using her influencer power. Or she's not. She's refusing to use her influencer power until she's impressed. So Rhea's a bit panicked. So she rushes over to Max's house and she is a little bit like, wait, why didn't you let me hear the mix first? I thought we were kind of collabing, but that kind of, you know, just passes by. She's like, whatever, not important. And she does listen to the mix. We don't hear it. She has her headphones on and yeah, she's not impressed. She's basically like, yeah, this could be better. But she wants to help. And she's like, oh, do you remember what Luca sent, said to us when he was telling us about the competition in the record store? He said that his advice was to tell a story and make us care. And she's like, so, like, what do you what do you want to say? What are you trying to do with your mm-hmm. music? And he's just like, I want people to feel good. And she's like, OK, like what what feels good to you? And he starts talking about, like, you know, music stuff. You know, like, oh, like bass and drums. And she's like, no, 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 like more basic. Like what makes you feel good in life? And he gives a really boring answer. He's like, the beach, skateboarding. Yeah. So not much going on upstairs. Not much depth. (laughs) Sorry to say. And so she's like, okay. I don't know. Again, sorry to the DJs. I just don't know if if a girl drunk off her ass at 2 a.m. in the club (laughs) is like, this DJ mix isn't telling a story. Yeah, I can't speak for the EDM community because I do not understand them. <laughs> I know. I, I'm going to have to issue an apology with this episode. My toxic trait is that I like my music with freaking words. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, she takes what he says about feeling good. Like, oh, you want to make people feel good. And she finds a song that has the, like lyrics that are like, I'm feeling good now. And she's like, oh, this could be the vocal hook. So they start really going to town trying to get this track in order and there's a scene where they're like rocking out in max's room and it's just like so corny the way they're dancing i know i know djs are supposed to be cool yeah ria's like oh we should call this feel feeling good because there's she says because there's music and all the things we love it's like okay (laughs) and that's why we're gonna call it feeling good like it doesn't quite um and, but it turns out Rhea got so distracted working on the song that she completely missed the dinner shift. Like, not late, like, did not go. Mm-hmm. Very unlike <laughs> that's, her. And that's, like, actually bad for a restaurant. Like, yeah, that's not great. So she gets to the restaurant, like, after it's, like, closed. And her dad is is mad, but instead of, like, calling her out, he's like, you know, I've been having conversations with some concerned parties who mm-hmm. seem to think you're not happy working here. And he just wants to know, like, are you only doing this because you feel like you have to? Because, like, you actually don't have to. Yeah, he kind of gives her an out and she doesn't take it. She's like, no, no, it's fine. Like, I promise this won't happen again. And she really assures him that she'll, you know, be better going forward. And it's sad because I, like, I do think Rhea, like, does genuinely really love working here. He needs to just, like, cut her hours. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> she, she needs, needs to just do more like, balance. Yeah, she needs to do, like, just Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. They should hire another oh, another waitress. Yeah. Yeah, because you can tell, like, she's she's honestly, like, always, like, I feel like glowing when she's, when she's serving, mm-hmm. when you see her. And, like, she obviously does love being around her family. And she mm-hmm. probably, like, knows a lot of the customers. Yeah. So I feel like it probably is actually kind of fun. But yeah, you're right. It's just like she shouldn't be doing it like four days a week, which it seems like she is. Yeah. But also like the Nani gets involved in this conversation and 
her and the dad sort of just start going back and forth and Rhea's like please don't fight over me like I'm fine I'm gonna be on top of everything from now on like everyone happy and then she says that's all I want is for everyone to just be happy which is like the crux which of the problem dark. yeah yeah I know Nani says she's far too serious for her age <laughs> I love that <laughs> she is and when you're 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 at your most serious when you're 16 yeah do you think she's 16 15 14 yeah i think she might be like 15 14 she seems yeah maybe pretty young but yeah but no it's true like you you do take like life really seriously at that age you do everything feels really high stakes yep and yeah i mean that really is just and it really is sad because you can totally understand how the oldest child of a parent that lost their spouse of course is going to be like the only way to like do go about things is to just make sure my dad is like okay because that's like that's her rock you know what I mean and it's like if he falls apart everything does yes but at the same time he's not actually happy he's just surviving right right which is ultimately kind of what she's been doing too now Molly and Watson talk and we learn that they haven't been hearing back from Rhea at all she's sort of been like blowing them off and the teacher Naomi overhears this and Mm -hmm. is like And mm-hmm. now we get another montage of Rhea like working really hard at the restaurant and also helping Max with DJ stuff. We see her falling asleep in class because she's just like doing too much. Yes, we see her drop a tray during the dinner shift at the restaurant and Nani sees this and she comes over and she's like, girl, like you're doing too much. You're lucky your dad didn't see you drop this tray. Like something's going on so now so we're at the restaurant and Naomi the teacher walks in and Rhea's like very shocked to see her and Arvind is also a little surprised but he also kind of ultimately knew this was coming and Naomi's like you said any time but I can come back if the jalebis aren't ready and Arvind's like oh no they are the question is are you ready for the jalebis and Rhea is like what at seeing her dad like low-key flirt she's like I know she's like you guys have inside jokes since when yeah since truly when yeah and then we see so Arvind brings her out her jalebis and then he kind of like lingers and she's like do you watch all your customers eat and he's like oh I just want to be here when you admit that they're better than donuts and she at first is like I don't know I love my donuts but then she takes a bite and she says guess I'll let them know I'm seeing other desserts flirting and the worst part of all sorry i'm so anti this dynamic no it's bad when she leaves she says to arvind excuse me i have to engage with your daughter in some girl talk excuse me she is this is not school property she is in her personal life she is on the clock and you're gonna scold her i know it's it's honestly fucked up and she's crossing so many boundaries and she basically is just like what's this i hear about you like blowing off molly and watson with coding club meetings like girl they were counting on you and i love how Rhea reacts she's like okay like they should help themselves for a change like they i don't ever see them offering to help me with what's going on in my life mm-hmm. i was like yes Rhea, snap back yes girl you don't owe this teacher nothing because i know i just feel like their school seems like there's a lot of rich kids i know none of her friends have jobs oh yeah definitely not and I know Rhea doesn't what, like... What's Ginger influencer job posting on Instagram? Right. And like... She's posting reels. Yeah. And like, I, I know that like Rhea doesn't necessarily have this job out of like financial necessity, but it's familial obligation. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, she has a lot going on in her life. Like, don't be freaking... She doesn't need shame from her teacher too. She's getting enough from her friends. So I'm really not into this vibe. And it kind of ends with 
Rhea being like, I'm fine. I just want everyone to stop asking if I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And the teacher's like, well, can I do anything to help you? And she's like, unless you can get the food out to my tables, no. <gasps> Slay. Slay. That shut her up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now it's a new day and we find out that Arvind booked a last minute event at the restaurant and he tells Rhea she's going to be in charge of it. Yep. And she's like today like you said I had today off because remember it's the festival for homecoming I organized it the festival of color and her dad is like oh look I'm so sorry Bria but I need you at the restaurant today and this is shitty because she asked for this day off and like I understand he has this event but he should get like some other help yeah, this is an example of, like, yeah, he just relies on her way too heavily and, like, yeah. does prioritize his needs over, like, yeah, her having fun stuff going on in her life. And so Rhea does kind of just, like, suffer in silence. She's like, oh, fine, I won't go. And she just FaceTimes Max, and she's like, I'm so sorry I can't be there. And he's like, that's okay, I'll tell you all about it after. And she says, good luck. And he says, I don't need luck, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> said, thanks, bro, but I don't need luck, innit? And... So we're like, oh, no, she's not going to go. But it doesn't take her long. She's watching Ginger's yeah. live stream at work. And she's like, yeah, she's on Instagram live in the back room. And she's seeing Ginger from her Instagram live. And she's like, I'm going. Yeah. And so she's just like, Rohan, like, cover for me. Like, I'll help you get your TikTokos approved if you let me go. And so she just goes. I, uh, this is another example of like, in these new decoms, the kids are always funny in a cringe way, never funny in an authentically funny way. Like at one point she's like, Rohan, do you want to stop being a loser? And he's like, I reject your thesis. I'm fabulous. <laughs> I know. It's like, kids aren't like this. Like, stop. Yeah. So now we do see the festival of colors and it looks really fun. Everybody's just pelting each other with colored powder mm-hmm. and Rhea arrives and yeah there's this moment where she's on the phone with Molly and Watson when she's on her way there and she apologizes for like being so busy and they're like we're gonna pummel you with color when you get here so it's like they're making up they're fine yeah and now Rhea is at the event and she's like watching Max in awe she's like so impressed by him and Mm -hmm. everything's slow-mo yep and then like yeah she just gets slammed in the face with color and starts joining in the fun and then so after the song ends ginger gets on stage and asks union max about his new track feeling good And he, like, explains the inspiration for the title, like, using exactly what Rhea had said to him about, like, oh, music has all the things we love in it or some corny thing. And then it kind of seems like he's going to thank Rhea for all her help. Yeah. But instead, he's like, I couldn't have done this without one person. Ginger, thanks for giving me the gig. I know it's fucked up. And you see Rhea's face fall and she's like, what the hell? And she wastes no time. She goes right up to Max right after the show. And she's like, hey, great job. Um, Why didn't you shout me out? Like, and he's like, oh, like, I was just kind of overwhelmed. Like, I'll, I'll post something on Instagram. And she says, <coughs> <laughs> she says, Max, it slipped your mind. I named the song. I came up with the concept. I even came up with a main vocal hook. I worked with you side by side for hours and it slipped your mind. Yes. Ah, go off girl. Take credit where credit is due. And then he's like, 
uh, sure, you like helped a ton, but this is my thing. It's my equipment. I'm the DJ, which makes it my song. And besides, like you said, you're not an artist. You're a coder. <gasps> How dare he? And this is where oh, this scene was so disappointing because it was so it could have been so good if they had set if Max, if I had been more invested in Max, if I had been more invested in their relationship, uh, this felt it fell short, mm-hmm. even though it's like good, mm-hmm. which which to me was so frustrating because I wanted it to be so good. I know. I, I it just really had so much potential. Like especially the stuff about like you're not an artist because that like did like that was painful because I, I liked it how he was kind of like throwing her insecurity in her face. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like it. it was horrible, but like that was like a real moment of like yeah. what sometimes shitty boys will do. Yes, or just a guy taking credit for your thing yes. and almost not even realizing because their ego was so big, That's not even thing. really realizing they did that. Because they are like, well, I like, it was my stuff and like I was like with you and it's like they yeah. don't even realize they do it. And yeah. there was just such like, this could have been like a real feminist moment. And the way they set it up, it like fell a little bit short and it mm-hmm. was a little bit frustrating. And she's so sweet that like she helped him and gave him all these ideas. And there's this line she says later when she's thinking about writing her own stuff. And she's like, what if I gave him all my best I ideas? Know. And that's such a good line. And I wish it had like hit harder because I wish they had set up her and Max. Even if they had made their chemistry better and you felt more... Uh, invest in their relationship it, it just it yeah. was disappointing to me how this fell short yeah I still think it like had a lot of good things about it but yeah I agree that it could have been so much stronger yeah 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 I know I'm being hard on this movie and I think it's so much better than like uh adventures and babysitting oh so yeah I think I was just getting upset that it was having such potential to me be like literally a great movie yeah and because of the mistakes that nouveau disney makes it like, couldn't fully get there so yeah. i was just like disappointed but i did like aspects of it a lot i know i can like totally see like this same concept like being great being like an actually good rom-com for even like a slightly older audience to be honest yes. if it was like just done a little differently and better she ends this conversation by being like because he's like oh like just calm down like we should be celebrating it's not that deep And she's like, yeah, you should be celebrating your big solo achievement by yourself. Like, that's basically what she says. She's like, queen. Bye. Um, And so Molly Watson and Ginger were listening to this. And Ginger's like, is what she said true? Like, did you take credit for her idea? And he's like, oh, she's being a bit dramatic. And Ginger says, friends, what does it mean when a guy says a woman is being dramatic? And Molly says, he's a filthy liar. And Watson says, mm, facts. Oh, God. (laughs) The Gen Zification of it all. Uh, yeah, the Gen Zification. When Rhea gets home, her dad is really upset because she literally walked out on her shift, <laughs> which I can understand his point of view. Yep, yep. Um, but then he does ground her for two months. <laughs> Bit extreme. <laughs> That's he's so Lizzie McGuire realness for that. I know. I know. It's like we're not gonna like talk about why you did this. Yep. We're just gonna ground two you. Two months. Yeah. That's so long. Yeah. Um, and so now she has a chat with her nanny. And her nanny is like, so why was it so important for you to just leave the restaurant today? And she's like, oh, so I could get my heart ripped out by Max in front of the whole school. Mm. And she says that she just wants to get back to the restaurant and forget this ever happened. And Nani's like, I'm not going to let you do that because that's what your dad does. Like, he just hides Mm -hmm. from all his problems in his work at that restaurant. And there's more to life than that freaking place. Yeah. I'm so happy that, like, we finally have a decom protagonist with someone in her life to point this out and Mm -hmm. be like, you're taking on too much. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. And 
Nani is like, you know, it's really not your responsibility that this restaurant is all your dad has. Like, that's his responsibility. Yeah, I love that. And it's also cool because there is this layer of, like, not only is it not your responsibility, like, it actually hurts him because he actually needs to make something else of his life. And he's not going to do that if you almost enable him in this way Mm -hmm. is kind of like nani doesn't completely spell that out but she kind of does yeah and i like that extra layer Mm -hmm. and i love this scene i mean ria says that she feels really stupid for letting max you know make her forget about other important stuff in her life and then not even giving her any credit and i love this line nani says so what You'll make another song. You'll make millions of songs. You will fill the world with so much music that you will crush him. <laughs> That's feminism, girls. No, I loved that. Crush him with your music, crush girls. Him. Crush him with your artistry. I loved that. I loved that so much. This is like what you had mentioned before, Nora, how mm-hmm. Rhea's like, I'm just scared I gave him all my best ideas with that song. Like, I poured everything it's into really this. It's really giving SZA a special... I really like loved that line so much I did too I thought it said so much I know girls do not tell boys any of your ideas (laughs) really don't this is just between us don't tell them if you're a boy like just get bad this this isn't a tone that you can't register yeah don't tell them shit they can't be trusted yeah I love this scene so much also like as a songwriter, like what Rhea says in this part, like is so real how she's just like, I don't know if I'll like ever be able to I do know, that again. I know. Because that is a thing that happens with yeah. creativity. You're like, what if that's it for me? It ebbs and flows. It comes and goes. Yeah. And it's amazing because when she says this, like basically like saying her deepest fears, she's like, wait, Nani, why are you smiling at that? And <laughs> Nani's like, because that's what she used to say. Oh. She's like, who? And she's like, your mother. Your mom. She's like, your mom would always write a song and then be so dramatic, like, I'll never write again. And she kind of like m- like mocks her dramatics. She's like, she was always like, oh, I'll never write again. And Do then you feel like that, sir, sir? I, oh, I've felt like that a million times over my life. And it, I wow. that's why like I really related to this thing where she's like, and then the next day she'll be humming something. I'm like, yes, that's what it's it like. It comes back, yeah. 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 Because it does sometimes feel like out of your control in a way yes. that can be really scary. Yep. And probably especially for this girl where it's like she's so on top of her shit and mm-hmm. this is something that's a little more mysterious. You can't like practice in the same way, you know? Yeah. So I, I do think that's a cool thing. And then Nani pulls out this box from the closet and it's just filled with her mom's sheet music and tapes and a tape player and just basically this treasure trove of her mom's music that she never knew about i know it's so beautiful and then we see like a gorgeous moment where ria puts on some headphones and like listens to her mom's music Mm. it's very sweet i love this i love this her mom had a really beautiful voice beautiful yeah. And she looks so cute with those headphones on. I know. I just love that visual. She's so adorable. She's really so stinking cute. So cute. And then the next day, Molly, Watson, and Ginger arrive at her house with DJ gear. And they're like, we wanted you to be able to work on your art while you're grounded. And Rhea's like, where'd you get all this gear? And Molly says, please, my dad's a typical Gen Xer. There isn't a hobby he hasn't picked up then abandoned. And I just loved, I never hear anyone talk about Gen X. I know. They kind of get a pass, our mom, Gen X. I know. And I'm like, we need this because Gen Z, their parents aren't boomers. They're Gen X. Like, yeah, we need more Gen X slander. I mean, they're the most capitalist generation of all. Yeah, like, talk about them. Talk about them. So, basically, her friends are like, we got you this stuff because you need to enter that Battle of the Beatmasters DJ contest. 
And Rhea is kind of like, no, I can't. Like, I'm grounded. And Nani is like overhearing this. And she's like, I think we're due for a day off that day anyways. Like, I'll take care of this. And then Ginger shows Rhea her phone. And they're basically watching like an Instagram video of Max talking about how he's going to be in this contest. He's going to play his music. And he's going to play Rhea's freaking song. And so now she's like fired up. And she's like, oh, really? Okay, I'm going to make a song. I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's so fucking rude to like fucking enter her song in a contest. And you're right. That just shows that he doesn't even think he's being sus. He's that entitled and that clueless yeah. about women's contributions. So Rhea's like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to need help finding some new music because ultimately she's still grounded. So we see another montage mm-hmm. and Molly and Watson like FaceTime her from outside on the street. They're filming a bucket drummer. So she like uses that as a beat. And then she finds a YouTube video of a guy playing the sitar and she uses that melody. I actually liked um the YouTube uh, thing, like the fact that YouTube was included in this because I think so many kids learn uh, how to do stuff through YouTube now, like learn how to play instruments through youtube they learn i think so many kids that go into like this kind of djing rapping mixing their own stuff they learn it from youtube and i liked that they like showed that yeah she's basically just building this track with all these different sources and it it honestly is coming out pretty freaking cool yeah yes yeah she like um she also records like cooking sounds at the restaurant and uses that so she's making her track and when the montage ends She's FaceTiming with her friends. They're like, you need a DJ name. And they're suggesting like corny ones. And she's like, no, just Rhea. She's right. Rhea's a great name. It's a great name. It's a really good DJ name too. I totally agree. I love it. It like really works. And uh, Ginger is just like, well, can we please at least capitalize it? And Rhea's like, sure. (laughs) And honestly, that is cool. That is cool. R-H-E-A. Rhea. I love it. Rhea's like getting ready for the event, the Battle of the Beatmasters. We we see that she's wearing some wedding jewelry that was her mom's that she found. absolutely stunning. She really does. Yeah. And she like shows her Nani a little bit of the track. She shows her like her mom's singing part mm-hmm. of it. And the grandmother's really touched. She's like, oh, you brought her back. Yeah. And she asks her what she's going to call the song. And oh, yeah. Rhea says, it's all music, which was like a quote that her mom had said to her in that flashback scene. You know, that was her mom's whole thing was that there's music all around us. It's all music. Now she's headed to the event. And meanwhile, we see that the Spirit of India restaurant is packed. And Arvind is panicking and he's calling Nani on the phone. He's like, I know I gave you guys the night off, but like this party that I booked is like way more people than RSVP showed up. Like, I need you guys. And he says, what will I do without you and Rhea? And I love what Nani says. She says, that's a very good question. It's almost as if you have to prepare for an eventuality where you can't rely on your mother-in-law and your teenage daughter to run your business. Boom. (gasps) Mic drop. (laughs) she's real for that that's wild yes nani i love this part she really said like i'm not enabling this anymore like you need to figure something else out besides just relying on us for everything you can't run a restaurant where if one person calls in sick you're fucked like oh god that's so scary and then she ends it with besides you gave us the night off and as the kids say no take backs (laughs) (gasps) legend and now we see ria and nani strutting into this event looking fire looking amazing they look so good they really do and it's time for the big event and the mc is like here's what's gonna happen like all the djs are gonna perform and he shows that there are judges one of whom is dj lucas scent mm-hmm. 
And so Rhea's like getting ready to go on and she sees Max backstage and they haven't spoken since that tense exchange. Mm -hmm. And Max like sort of tries to clear the air. He's like, I know you're still mad and I get it, but like, I never meant to offend you. Yes. And she's like, this isn't about you. This is about me. And he says, I respect that. And she says, I don't care. Love. You know what else I love? I feel like I really realized here that it's, it's not just as simple as like Rhea is pissed that he took credit for her song it's like Mm -hmm. i think she fundamentally realized like we could not be more different because i am so thoughtful and you are so thoughtless yes like how would that ever work like i I i'm worried about everyone in my life and i think what it's so hard because it's just like why would you want to be with someone they don't value your ideas like that's so offensive it's like he can't come back from this he really can't like i kind of feel like in like a year or two they're gonna like clear the air in like a superficial way and she's some he is someone that she'll occasionally like touch base with in a very professional way like oh have you like heard about any like cool music stuff going on and she'll like always keep him at arm's length and be like I don't trust him but I'll like talk to him about music yeah she deserves a lot better than him yeah he'll probably move again soon true he's like a transfer baby yeah he'll be gone this time next month probably yeah he's like Gabriela Montez in that way yeah so it is time for the competition to begin. And like, you know, all Rhea's friends are here. Naomi, the teacher, is here. <laughs> and we basically see like um, a time elapse of like eight different DJs performing. And when Rhea goes, like basically like when both Rhea and Max go, like they play songs we like haven't heard them work on yet. They're just kind of like random tracks. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of like a break after this first leg of the competition and Ginger comes backstage and like live streams with Rhea and like this is on Instagram. So like mm-hmm. at the restaurant, Rohan is watching this on his phone and yep. then Arvin comes up and is like, what? Like, where's your sister? Because they, they didn't tell him about this. They like lied and said they were running errands. Yeah. So Arvind and Rohan like rushed to the event and I'm like, who's at the restaurant? I know. They had to close. They had to close. Basically, we find out at the competition that the only two DJs going to the finals are Rhea uh, yeah, and Rhea Max. Max. <laughs> and it's like so awkward that now he's going to play the song she mostly made in front of her and then like try and compete. It's just so awkward for him and embarrassing. She's basically battling against herself because she masterminded and both tracks. And she's such a good sport. I would be like, this is so fucking annoying. And she's just like, okay, let's go. When DJ Union Max does Feeling Good, the crowd is like into it because it's a good track. I mean, mm-hmm. Rhea made it. Yep. But now that it's Rhea's turn, everything gets a little emotional because I feel like even though she already performed, this is a big moment because like now she's doing the song that's really personal to her. Yes. With her mom's voice on it. So when she walks out, it's like very slow-mo and we hear her like breathing really deeply. Mm -hmm. And when her song starts playing, it starts out so like slow and pretty. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's really telling a story. Yes. Artiste vibes. Yes. And we hear a voice say, it's all music. Uh And then the beat drops. It's so good. And the visual of her doing like DJing and like, I just was really living for the end of this. Like she looked so beautiful. It was just so cool. I loved it. I know. And I think she did a good job conveying the emotion of like hearing her mom's voice in this like really beautiful way where like she is kind of following her mom's footsteps in a way, even though they Mm -hmm. did music differently. Like 
yeah, she's just realizing like I'm I'm carrying on something my mom loved yeah. and her voice is playing in front of all these people even though she's gone. Like that was really beautiful and I think the actress like did a good job with it. And honestly, it wasn't like camp rock Peggy vibes no. of like it was so slow that it was like we're supposed to think it's genius, but ultimately it's kind of boring. Like it was fun. It was well done. It was upbeat. She's like smiling and dancing and like yeah. she looks uh, amazing. It was just so good. Yeah, no, I I actually thought of the camp rock thing too because yeah, I thought I was like, she deserves to win. Like, yes, I was like, yes. if she doesn't win, that's actually stupid because her song is so good. Yes, I really loved her performance. Arvind and Rohan arrive during this, so they get mm -hmm. to see it, and he's clearly like so proud. Yeah. And he walks in like when his ex wife's voice starts playing. Like, it's I'm, really beautiful. Yeah, or not ex wife, late wife. But also, it's annoying because he like says to Naomi, he's like, that's my daughter. Isn't she amazing? And she's like, no talking, dancing. I'm like, shut up, Naomi. <laughs> you you hate her i do <laughs> um but no it's a beautiful beautiful moment it's and beautiful also rohan says to his dad dad it's really inspiring to see you capable of such growth <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna say that to our parents yeah and then <laughs> Rohan reveals that he's gonna put tiktokos on the menu oh cute cute and so, yeah, it's time to announce the winner. And DJ Lucas Scent comes on stage. Mm -hmm. And he reveals that the winner is... Maria! As it should be. As it should be. I did have a fear that it was gonna be Max. And then, to like... Teach her a lesson? Well, no. I was afraid it was gonna be Max. And then her friends were gonna be like, he didn't even write the song. And oh. it was gonna be, like, a whole big debacle that I didn't want to see. No. And just because her other track was better. Was better. Yeah. She bested herself, even. Yep. And it was more personal to her. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I'm, I'm, was glad that didn't happen. But, yeah, after the show, I mean, like, DJ Lucasent is, like, congratulating her. She starts, like, signing autographs, mm -hmm. taking selfies. Yep. She's living. And I love that we just see Max smile sheepishly at her. Yeah. And they don't have, like, this big moment because she's kind of just like, what could you possibly say? Yeah. And, like, she, even if he did learn his lesson, like, she doesn't have to forgive him right away. Yeah. Yeah. It was real. And... Then we cut to Rhea DJing at the family restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I like that this sort of implies that, like, this is a beautiful thing where it's like she's still going to be involved. And in, I mean, she might still be doing serving shifts, too. We don't know. But I like this idea of, like, she clearly is so at home there. But what a beautiful way to marry her yeah. two, like, things that she does. I know. It was very nice. Yeah. And she looks so happy DJing. Yeah, she does. Yeah, Arvin just watches her proudly and dances with Naomi. <laughs> and then Molly and Watson's drone delivers food to a table. And we just see that the restaurant's like bump in and there's a line to get in. And that's the end of Spin. Okay, fun fact. This was the first decom to be shot during the COVID-19 pandemic. Ooh. It was filmed in October and November of 2020. Wow. This is the second decom to center around Indian culture. The first being Cheetah Girls One World. Oh yeah. Yep. But it is the very first decom to feature an Indian American in a lead role. Long overdue. Wow, that's that's not great. No, like <laughs> so long overdue. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a sad fun fact, but it speaks to the decline of Disney Channel and really cable TV in general much more than it speaks to the quality of this film. Uh huh. So only. 535,000 people watched this movie on premiere night. Wow. Making it the first decom in history to Not receive under 1 million viewers. 1 million. Oh. 
That made me like genuinely sad. Like that makes me sad too. The decom boom is over. And you're right. It's probably no. It's so true. And also, it's. I feel like it's so much because of cable, like you said. Like yeah, it's just people just don't have cable anymore. And I think a lot of young kids they watch media on like their iPad. They don't watch like TV. No, they're probably on like YouTube half or the time. TikTok. And TikTok. Yeah. yeah, I know that that makes me really sad because it also I think yeah. like. You know, our generation, and I know that they'll have different stuff that is, like, you know. Unifying them all. Unifying them, and they'll have, like, nostalgia. But, like, it's nice how our generation, like, we all have such similar movies that we all know about. And we know all of these references because there wasn't that much content. And now there's so much of it that's just, like, I don't know. I know. So this movie was written by Carly Steiner and Josh A. Kagan. This is Carly's only credit. Josh wrote the DCOM Under Wraps 2. He also wrote The Duff. Oh, I know The Duff. Yep. Designated Ugly Fat, fat friend. friend. Yep. Who doesn't know it? Yep. And he also wrote Band Slam, which stars Vanessa Hudgens and oh, Ali yeah. Mashaka. Band Slam. Yep. That movie's wild, Band Slam. I've never seen it. I look it up. I remember it being like insane. <laughs> it looked insane. This was directed by Manjari Makajani. She directed the 2021 Netflix film Skater Girl, and that was her feature film directorial debut. So she's still a relatively like new director, um, but she has also assistant directed on some pretty huge films. Wonder Woman, The Dark Knight Rises, and Dunkirk. And oh, she's also wow. worked on Hindi films, but she's honestly like stunning. Okay, gorgeous. So slay. Um, the music is by Marius DeVries. He did the music for Coda, a literal best picture oh, nominee. Wow. He was also one of two composers on the 1996 Romeo and Juliet movie with Leo and Claire Danes. Oh, wow. So I'm like, he's impressive. Um, yeah. There's obviously like a bunch of artists that contributed to the soundtrack. I'm not going to mm. shout them all out, but just like, yeah, clearly a lot of musicians worked on this film. Right. To talk about the cast. So Avantika plays Rhea. She goes mostly by her first name only. Kind of like a Lilane vibe. Ooh, I love that. And so she was in the Disney Plus original series Diary of a Future President, which Gina Rodriguez is in. Oh, yeah. Yep. She She's in the Rebel Wilson movie Senior Year. Yeah, I know. That's odd. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and she did appear in one episode of The Sex Lives of College Girls. Oh, love. Mindy show, yeah. Um, I haven't seen that yet. I know. I haven't either. I've heard, like, some people say it's really good. So I know. People people love it. Yeah. yeah. She's also done um, a good amount of Telugu language movies, and she comes from a Telugu family, although she was born in the U.S. Um, Telugu is the fourth most spoken language in India. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, she's just so cute. I, like, watched interviews so of her cute. for this movie, and yeah. she's just a poised cutie. She's adorable. Um Abhay Diol is Arvind, the dad, and he's been in a ton of Indian films. Um, he's been in like a lot of independent films, but he was also in this one like road trip kind of like bro movie that's one of the highest grossing Bollywood films. Mm. Um, yeah, he definitely has like a really big career in India. It's a bro movie? Yeah, like a road trip movie. Um, Mira Sayal is Nani, Asha, the grandmother. Um, she is, she's from the UK and she's definitely like more well-known there. Um, she's a comedian and a writer as well as an actress. She was in this British show called the Kumars at number 42. And she's a co-creator of the BBC sketch comedy show. Goodness gracious me. Love. 
Michael Bishop is Max. He's really barely been in anything else. Um, most recently, he was in an episode of Superman and Lois on the CW. Um, Aryan Simadri is the little brother Rohan. He is in the 2022 remake of Cheaper by the Dozen with Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union that I'm like, why did this movie get made? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to talk about like all the friends because it's just a lot. But yeah, yeah, Anna Cathcart, you mentioned. Yeah, she's in um all the To All the Boys I've Loved Before trilogy. I think she's in all three. Yeah, I think she is. Yeah, because she's, she's like the little sister. Yeah, the little sister. She's also in Descendants 2 and 3. <gasps> yeah. And then my last one is just Kiana Teresa, who is Naomi the teacher. Um, she's done a lot of Hallmark stuff. And I realized why she looked familiar to me is that so she was on this Hallmark show called The Good Witch. And she was part of the first ever LGBTQ kiss ever shown on a Hallmark show. Oh, my gosh. Do you yeah. think the Hallmark community was OK with that? No, because they suck. <laughs> I'm seeing that she was in a show called Family History Mysteries Buried mm -hmm. Past. And the cover photo is Mona from Pretty Little Liars. Yes, Mona, who is also into All the Boys I've Loved Before. Yep, she's the oldest sister. Yes. Okay, so now it is time for us to rank the love interest. So Rhea and Max, this is our scale. One, we support this union. Two, we have some notes. Three, Lizzie, who are you going to believe? This boy who you are knowing your whole life or this boy who you are just meeting who says you shine like the light from the sun? Lizzie McGuire, quote, the Palo effect, fuckboy vibes. Number four, get this person to a therapist stat. Sarah, what are you giving um, Rhea and Max? I'm giving them a three because, yeah, Max is pretty much a classic Paolo fuckboy vibe where it's like he is telling Rhea that she shines like the light from the sun while not actually respecting mm -hmm. her mind and her creativity. Or even though I think actually he kind of does respect it, he's like, but that's for me. That's for me to use however I want. Mm -hmm. I'm not actually going to give you the spotlight and I'm actually going to use you telling me that you don't think you're an artist against you later. Mm -hmm. And I like, I'm not giving him a four because I don't think he's like fundamentally like bad or unfixable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's selfish. I think he's definitely lonely and like, He's not, he's not, he doesn't have great social skills beyond just like trying to seem cool and charming. So I, I think he is redeemable, but he needs to go work on himself apart from Rhea because she is just, she doesn't need this. Um, I'm echoing every single one of your points. I think that he is the perfect example yeah. of our number three category. Yeah. He's a number three. Should we do Naomi and Arvind? Oh, sure. <laughs> um, I'm giving it, we have some notes. I don't think that they should date. I think that Rhea's life is already complicated enough. I think it's going to be weird for her uh, teacher to date her dad. Um, I also feel like there's an age gap. No? Yeah, I would say like probably at least like what, 10 years? Yeah, I just feel like I'm not into it. I guess I don't have any like... Uh, reasons beyond that to not support it but i just think it's kind of weird for him to date her teacher yes maybe in a couple years when she's in college they could revisit it but for now i'm giving it we have some notes i'm giving it the exact same for the exact same reasons yep. um okay so nora what's your favorite quote from spin oh mine was nani's boldness is an unappreciated trait in women yes <laughs> what was yours mine was you'll make another song you'll make millions <laughs> of songs you will fill the world with so much music that you will crush him 
Yes. I cheered. Crush them. I cheered in my Crush seat. Crush them all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, Nora, like auditioning for voiceover with that amazing moment. Um, no, but like, yeah, I love that quote deeply. So for if spin were a zodiac sign, I'm giving it cancer because mm-hmm. cancers are very family oriented. They are. Oh. Yeah, they're just sensitive to the needs of everyone around them. And they really are instinctive caregivers. Rhea puts so much pressure on herself to be a good, reliable daughter. But there's this extra layer of like, it, it kind of like comes so naturally to her that she doesn't even really resent it, which mm-hmm. is so cancer. It's not like she hates every second of it. She actually like does get joy and a sense of purpose from helping her family and being close with them. And it really only becomes an issue when there's something she wants for herself. Yeah. And... The thing about cancers is like they are the most responsible and reliable of the water signs, but ultimately they're still a water sign, which means they're creative. Mm -hmm. And I think that Rhea, like using her mother's words of wisdom in her creative outlet is like so cancerian because cancer is the sign of the mother. And just like a cancer would be like, let me tie family back to my art. And I think she's an example of like a really beautiful cancer vibe. I love that. Um, so I love Rhea, and I think she's a cancer, and I think this movie is a cancer. Nora, what's your rose? So my rose was that I think the plot was really good. Like, I think that I loved, like, one, a movie about, like, a teen girl DJ. I loved, um, I loved like, the storyline with Max. I think, like, my rose was that I thought it had a really good... Um, I I thought the ideas were really good. So I think that was my rose. Also, I loved my rose was also just the ending. I loved the end. So good. Yeah. It sounds like you kind of think this movie has good bones. Yeah, exactly. I thought it had good bones, not perfect execution. I completely agree. My rose is simply the scene with Rhea and Nani where she's talking about your well isn't going to run dry. Like your mother Mm -hmm. had those doubts too. And I just think it's really beautiful that, like, she's showing her that, like, her doubts and her insecurities are the things she has in common with her mother, who she kind of has on this Mm -hmm. pedestal of, like, no, my mom was an artist. I'm not. It's like, you are so much like her. Mm -hmm. Like, this is part of what actually makes you an artist. And I just found that scene really, like, inspiring and and wise and really beautiful. Mm -hmm. What's your thorn? My thorn was, and this is kind of an overarching thorn. It's not really specific was my qualm with modern Disney of like a lot like um breadth versus depth like they mm. cover a lot of bases but they don't go deep on any idea in these new Disney movies it kind of makes me like sad seeing these new Disney movies because like when you're younger and you have these movies that you're so nostalgic for it's so nice to re-watch Smart House and be like oh, this movie is still good. Like, I loved this movie when I was little, and now I'm getting something new out of it as an adult, but I'm still like, oh, these things I thought were was funny as a child, like, they're still pretty funny. And these new movies, those kids aren't going to have that because these movies are more poorly made. And that makes me, like, sad because it's like they're still coming up with good concepts. They're still casting pretty good actors. They're still, like, having these good lessons and ideas. They're just lazy. Like, they're just covering a lot of bases and not dedicating like any thoughtfulness to any of them and that actually like really annoys me that's yeah that's a tough that's a tough thing I guess I'm gonna push back a a little just just in that like I didn't find this movie as shallow 
as Adventures in Babysitting. Of course. Or obviously Radio Rebel. I don't think you did either, but I guess just like... But do you think it has that aura? I think it does, but for me... The stuff with Rhea and her family, like, was yeah. better. Like, yes, it was. The no, stuff- this was the best of the modern. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I actually, I do really agree with you that the stuff with Max was, was super shallow. Yeah, but she also was kind of a shallow character. No, no yeah. Yeah. I agree. I guess I, I guess I just feel like the, like, that scene with her and her nani. Yeah. And, like, some of the stuff about, like, her dad, like, listen, a lot of these themes have been done to death on Disney Channel, and I'm not saying they're the deepest, most profound, because they're really not. Mm -hmm. But there was some meat to those scenes that I haven't seen in, in like, movies that were more from the past. Like, Go Figure doesn't have anything as deep as that to me. Yeah. Neither does Get a Clue, which isn't really meant to be deep, but you know what I mean. Like, there's these movies that just, like, in some ways, they're more, like, they have more character, but, like, this movie, to me, did have some character. And I'm being really hard on this movie because it let me down in the way that Again, I did think it has, had really good bones and I just wanted it to be as good as I thought it could have been. Yeah. But I still did like it. Like, I feel bad that I'm being kind of harsh on it because I actually, of the modern ones, liked it far better than the ones we've watched. And there was a lot I loved about it. There was. Well, that's really coming across in our Because I feel like when we talked about, again, sorry to keep using the same examples, but Radio Rebel and Adventures in Babysitting, you were just like, these were bad. Like, yeah. you clearly do care about this movie in a way that you don't care about yes, those yes. so yeah that does show it's better but you're right it's still it still is missing that x factor and that depth yes um my thorn is predictable it was literally just naomi the storyline <laughs> i was just like i would have actually loved if arvind if it was like there was like a neighbor or like a regular customer or like maybe there's a woman that like owns the business next door where it's like they kind of have this tension but he always shuts it down and Uh they're like dad you should ask her out and he's like no 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 and then like he finally does like that would have been so cute to me but I'm just like don't date your daughter's teacher yeah no especially not one who loves overstepping like it's her job seriously (laughs) so that's my thorn um sense overall rating time whose turn is it I think it's your turn I think I went first with luck this was a little bit tricky for me. I went between two ratings. Um, I went between a B minus and a C plus. And it was really hard for me because there was like a lot I liked about it and a lot and then there was some stuff that made me mad. I'm gonna be generous and I'm gonna give it a B minus. Okay. Because I think that it had really good ideas there was stuff I loved about it I thought it was a really unique plot I thought it took big swings in the ways that it fell short it was really annoying to me because I thought they were fixable and uh but I I feel that like almost with Disney Channel Modern like I don't know if this movie could have like it feels like these new Disney movies they're constrained by the shift tones of like what Disney's doing and so I think it was it was a good movie within those constraints. Yeah. So I'm going to be generous. I went really between a C plus and a B minus, but because there, I thought it was like had redeemable qualities. I'm going to give it a B minus. No, I think that makes sense. I mean, for me, the main things I didn't like about this movie were some of the Disney channel acting with the friends and with Max. Um, and yeah, just areas where there could have been depth, but there wasn't. But for mm-hmm. me, like, I don't know a lot about this movie worked. Like mm-hmm. I just like, did really like Rhea. I just like did like the plot and some of the moments with the family just like were really sweet to me. Yeah. And like I also like think 
compared to again radio rebel Mm -hmm. like i just think this script was like although predictable like was pretty good yes yes nothing really stood out as like cringe to me in the writing yeah my main thing with it would just be like yeah it was really predictable yeah yeah the friends but like yeah i just think like Overall, this movie was just like a lot better made and did have more heart than any of the other modern ones we've watched. Uh And it just like made sense and like was fun. And yeah, so I'm actually going to give it a B. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But like, that's just because like, I mean, I also like I gave Adventures in Babysitting a C plus. So like I gave that a D plus. I know. So like I've just been like a little easier on these newer ones. But um, I think everything you said, Nora, like, trust me, is really, really valid. Yeah. Um, this movie did just like overall kind of like surprise me. Like I liked it more than I thought I would. Yep. Um, but that does bring us to our drinking game rules. If you're weird like us and you're like, it seems fun to watch a decom that came out when I was a full grown woman. Sure. Let me check it out then. Yeah. And I, we've said this, but in case you're a newer listener, if you have a Disney plus subscription, they're all on there. Yep. Uh, So you can rewatch any one of the decoms. Yes, you can. So grab a drink and rewatch Spin with our drinking game rules. Drink every time someone mentions DJ Lucasen. <laughs> drink every time we hear a DJ mix. Drink every time there's a scene with the little brother Rohan. Drink every time we hear about Rhea's mom. Drink every time there's a montage. Drink every time we're in Max's room. And that is Spin. That's Spin, you guys. Thank you for listening to our episode about the newest decom we've ever done. Yes. We appreciate you being here through the new, the old, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yes. The nostalgic, the cringe, the fabulous, the freaky. Yes. And we will talk to you guys next time. Hey guys, it's Sarah. Just letting you know that Nora and I are taking a little hiatus these next couple weeks. We have some stuff going on the next couple of weekends, but we're going to be back with a new episode on Monday, April 10th. As always, thank you guys for being patient with us and we will talk to you soon. Bye.